This episode of Lost in the Supermarket is brought to you by CannedBeans.org, sponsored by Bush's Best, a category-building marketing campaign aimed at promoting the universal health benefits of canned beans, regardless of brand. Containing fiber, protein, and iron, canned beans make it easy to add more plants to your diet and help people live longer, healthier lives. Visit CannedBeans.org for tools, recipes, and resources. Welcome to RDBA's Lost in the Supermarket. This week, we're going to unwrap the current realities of food packaging. Now, no question, especially since the pandemic, food packaging is in the news. During the past year, there have been more than 250,000 news reports about food packaging. Everything from edible packaging to eco-friendly packaging and single-use plastics are creating headlines and generating interest. Now, in order to help our retail RDs cut through the headlines, gain clear understanding about food packaging benefits and risks as it relates to food safety, health threats, food waste, environmental impact, and more, what we're going to do is we're going to have a great conversation with David Smith. David is an expert when it comes to packaging. And what I love about his bio is it formulates strategies to extract value from science, to capture consumer differentiation in the marketplace, and to drive sustainable revenue growth. David was in charge of global packaging for J&J, for Campbell Soup, and now has his own consulting firm where he helps a myriad of, of companies and organizations understand what's going on in the food packaging industry and to highlight, frankly, some of the most common misconceptions. We want to get rid of those today so that when you're talking to your shoppers, you can also help get the truth out there. David's insights um, when it comes to food challenges uh, for companies are critical. You know, it's easy for us to say, oh, you should do this. But reality has to say that how do we do this affordably? How do we do this and not risk, you know, product integrity? All of this stuff is something that's critical for companies and organizations and retail dietitians to, to really understand. So, David, welcome to Lost in the Supermarket. All right. Thanks, Phil. So, David, how would you characterize the current state of food packaging here in the U.S.? Uh, very dynamic and very exciting and, and tons of opportunity. Uh, lots of great stuff going on in packaging. Um, and it's an area of great opportunity for uh, companies and for consumers. And what are some of the challenges that companies are really faced with these days? Well, like like every other industry and situation today, uh, certainly supply chain issues are are affecting everybody. But uh, in normal packaging, uh, challenges are providing uh, safety is is of the utmost concern, uh, protecting the product, the food. Um, and then also providing consumers with a convenient package that works for them. And what about the whole cost implication for food companies? You know, I remember when I used to buy cheese, for example, uh, it would come shrink wrapped or over wrapped in plastic. I'd have to cut it open um, and then either wrap saran wrap around it or put it in a Ziploc bag. Now most cheese is coming in a Ziploc. I'm going to assume that as a result of that, prices went up. 
it's all about consumer value. So sometimes prices go up with convenience, sometimes they don't because there's things consumer, the companies can do to offset that so consumers don't necessarily face an increase in costs. So, um, you know, one, one thing my team did many years ago was, was create the, the current Oreo package that has a resaleable uh, tray. Prior to that, many of us remember it was in a cellophane bag with a paper label uh, that everybody hated. You had the best cookie in the world and the worst package in the world. Uh, that one, we actually were able to offset our, the increases. The materials were clearly more expensive uh, because we were able to do things differently in the factories and make it a much more efficient process. So overall, our costs actually stayed the same. So talk to me about that decision-making process. Uh, so you and your team say, okay, we've got the best cookie in the world. We've got the worst package in the world. And somebody, you presumably, have to go to senior management and say, okay, you know, I want to change our package. Um, what was that conversation like? Uh, anytime you want to change anything. You had mentioned I worked at Campbell's as well and Johnson & Johnson. Uh, I've been lucky enough to work on really, truly iconic brands, uh, Oreo certainly being one of them. Uh, you don't mess around with stuff arbitrarily. So you mentioned you want to make a change in Oreo anything. It's no, it's the first answer. Leave it alone. And then it's, OK, what are you talking about? And we do it very carefully and, and uh, very thoughtfully and, and lots of input from all over uh, expertise in the company to uh, to make sure you're doing this right. And And the first thing is, of course, making sure this is what consumers truly want, uh, making sure we can truly deliver that. The last thing you want is to, to disappoint a consumer buying one of those iconic brands. So it's a very careful step-by-step -step process. So when I look at packaging, I really think of two packages that are the perfect package, uh, one being cans and the other one being glass. Yeah, gla glass is great. Uh, consumers really like glass. Um, the, the experience of using it, it, it presents high quality. Uh, it's very protective. Both the can and the glass that you mentioned are both very protective and, and they really, you know, we didn't talk about it, but the function of the package is really uh, right there. So they both provide, you know, stability. They, they protect from bad things going in and they protect from good things going out. Um, and, and they do a really good job. Uh, so consumers really like glass. Glass is very recyclable as well. Um, it's easy to get into the recycle streams. Uh, it's high quality. Uh, the negative with glass is it's heavy for the package. Uh, exactly where I was going. Right. That's really generated a lot of the changes from glass to plastic um, because of the shipping uh, aspects of, and the weight that's involved. Um, you save a tremendous amount of money uh, in shipping product because we do ship product all over the country, if not all over the world. Um, and, and you incur significant costs. Uh, we all know what the gas pump looks like these days. Um, so so the, uh, the transportation issue is a big one uh, for glass packaging. And for me, it's even just coming home from the supermarket. If, I, if I've got a bag that has three or four glass jars in it, it's a lot heavier to your point than if it were three or four cans. Um, what are the most common types of packaging that are being used for foods today? So you mentioned two. So clearly the metal can and the cans uh, consumers are used to for things like soup and stews and things like that are typically steel cans. Uh, so we put beans in steel cans. Uh, the other type of can that everybody's very familiar with is the aluminum can, typically in the beverage area. 
Uh, again, all the same positives. It, it works great. It's very recyclable. Uh, you mentioned glass is another terrific one. Um, all sorts of plastics. Um, paper is a huge one because all the other packages typically come in a corrugated box, uh, which is paper. Again, very highly uh, sustainable, very good in the recycled chain. Consumers don't see it a lot. You see it a lot if you go to a warehouse club or something like that where all the, all the corrugated is uh, there for you to take yourself home in. Um, but it is very recycled. It's almost 100% uh, recycled corrugated board. Um, and then some other plastics to have different functionality. So it's a complicated package um, in, in those circumstances. What we're seeing around the world is that a lot of a lot of retailers want to get away from plastic packaging, uh, more into cans, more into glass. Uh, some even, you know, bring your own containers from home and you know buy bulk and put it in those containers. Is this move away from plastic good for us? Is it is it threatening to the the integrity of the food, the safety of the food? Listen, I think we've got to be responsible, and that's the main thing. And there's absolutely a place for plastic packaging in, in our consumer world. Um, it, it provides a great package. It provides some really positive qualities. As you mentioned, it's much lighter. Um, it, a lot of the packages are see-through, which consumers really like. Another aspect of glass that's a positive. Um, and, and it provides benefits at a, at a very nice cost uh, benefit for the companies. So, um, so I don't think plastics are necessarily bad. I think certainly here in the U.S., we've got to get better um, at our recycling uh, potential. The, the materials are recyclable, uh, whether or not they're recycled in our uh, consumer waste streams here in the U.S. Um, our municipalities aren't very well prepared to do that. Uh, there's a lot better situation in Europe and other parts of the world that um, the municipalities are, are much better prepared to handle the different streams of plastic, the different types of plastic, the different colors, the different materials. Um, but there's a big effort. The, the manufacturers, the packaging manufacturers globally are very focused on looking at different ways to provide a more sustainable plastic packaging. Uh, use one material versus three or four materials in the, in the plastic package. Uh, use lighter weight material. Um, and, and provide more opportunities to provide recycled material in the plastic. So let's pretend I'm a food manufacturer. I've got this product. Um, you know, you mentioned beans. Um, I want to. I want to go to market with beans. How do I figure out what's the right package for that product? Yeah, you know the. We're typically starting with manufacturers that already have some sort of um, base of, of equipment. So that, that's a big one for any manufacturer. What do you already have? Um, this, the, the equipment to make these packages at the rates we need and the, and the size and, and magnitude of the brands that we have in, in the U.S. in particular uh, require expensive capital. So, so if you have capital, you want to use that. Um, so that's a big consideration. Um, equally as important is what the consumer wants. Um, so CPG companies, as you know, do extensive amounts of research to find what's preferred for the consumer. Do they want the can? Do they want a plastic? Do they want to see through? Do they want an easy open? Um, so 
most CPG companies really spend a lot of time, effort, and dollars uh, talking to consumers to find out what they really want. Um, and then we provide it. Um, that, that's what our, these large companies, and I've been privileged to work for many of them, uh, can provide to consumers. Um, sometimes different packages are conducive for different retail environments and, and how that stands up on the shelf um, and how we can provide that best to the consumer. So you mentioned the recyclability aspect of plastic. Um, how important today um, to the consumer is recyclability and sustainability? Uh, it's an interesting one, like many aspects, and I know you've talked to consumers a lot and have a lot of experience in this, uh, where consumers say one thing and their actions aren't necessarily the same thing. I think they have good intent. I, I think we're at a point now uh, where people understand sustainability, recyclability, all those nice words are, are really important. It's not, a, it's not a buzzword. It's not a trendy thing anymore. It really is important. Um, the issue comes in, in, are you willing to pay? Uh, because in today's environment, particularly let's focus on plastic for a minute, um, recycled plastic actually costs more than the virgin materials that we get from typically oil-based derivatives. So if I'm looking at, you know, one of the common plastics is polyethylene. If I'm looking at polyethylene or polypropylene, um, it's cheaper for me to get virgin material that's never been used before, right, made from the, the oil substrate. Um, than it is for me to get recycled material. All the cleaning and handling that a manufacturer has to do adds into that cost. Um, we're at a point where it used to be the quality might not have been so good uh, for recycled material. Now quality is excellent. Our, our packaging manufacturers have done a fantastic job of being able to provide really high quality plastic materials, um, both from a functional standpoint and from an aesthetic standpoint. Uh, that consumers probably can't tell the difference. Um, the issue comes in in cost and are you willing to pay? So that was an issue I, I've faced with a lot of the brands that I've worked on uh, where we would come as the packaging team saying, we can provide a more sustainable package, wouldn't that be good? And the brand owners, typically the marketing folks, sometimes the finance guys would, would uh, come and answer, yes, but I need it at the same cost. And, and today that's not a, a feasible situation. So you do have to um, drive consumer value. And if the consumer doesn't see the value of paying a nickel more or a dime more for that package, it's a big challenge to do that. So David, I want to put you on the spot. Okay. Um, one, one answer. Um, if you were to pick one kind of packaging that is the best packaging for food, what would it be? I'll answer you what you asked. It's, it's impossible because uh, all this is very customized, right? A specific food needs a specific package. So there's not one answer for everything. Um, but that said, I, I honestly think that the, the mainstays of, of metal cans and you know, glass is pretty similar, uh, they're, they're probably the best in that they can provide um, the functionality that the consumer needs in that the food is safe, the food's high quality, uh, the food has a reasonable shelf life that you don't have to eat it in the day um, before it spoils. Um, and for the manufacturers, it provides um, a good way for them to convey the product that they're making 
through the supply chain into the consumer's home. Um, so they do a great job. That's not to bash any other packaging. And again, it's very, very specific. You know, there's a there's not one solution for everything. So we do have a, a ton of different. Of course, because you've got to look at what the ingredients are, how it relates to the package. Um, very complicated, but I appreciate you um, giving me that one answer. Um, what what are consumers confused about? What are their misperceptions as it relates to packaging? You know, I mentioned one about cans and preservatives. Cans, another one was the, the BPA situation that we had a few years ago of consumers thinking this material was really bad. All the science told you it was, there was no issues. It's used at such a small level uh, that there were no, no issues from a real science standpoint. But that said, it caused a lot of consternation. And uh, we saw as manufacturers, we saw what the consumers wanted and that was to take it out. So we took it out. Um, I think the issue of, of plastics and, and it's, it's very confusing to consumers because it's complicated. So, so there are a lot of opportunities for us to, I think, do a better job of communicating to the consumers what things they should be concerned with, what things they shouldn't, and, and where their options are. So, David, you've got this audience of retail dietitians across the country watching you, listening to you. Um, what are some things that you would like to make sure that these supermarket retail dietitians know for themselves about food packaging, as well as being able to communicate it to their shoppers? Sure. Um, I, I think the first thing or the main thing is really that uh, packaging is a real tool for them. Um, you know, they want to provide lots of options for, for the consumers to be able to eat uh, all the great foods that are all over the supermarket in, in all the aisles. So um, packaging helps them do that by pointing to different areas. So we certainly have the fresh aisle. We certainly have the canned food aisle. We have the packaged food aisle that all these um, areas and the packages can help the dietitians to make sure that the consumers are, are getting uh, the balanced diets that they're recommending. Um, I think the other thing they can do is look at the packaging to provide uh, portions. And, um, and I know they do this in a lot of the recipes where they say, gee, you know, one can of this right. is perfect for a recipe for chili or something like that. So, um, so I think they can really look at the options that are out there in sometimes smaller packaging, larger packaging um, to, to, again, help the consumer uh, to make better choices out there. So when when a shopper goes up to an RD and they say, um, again, I want to just pick up on a point that you said before, um, they pick up a can and they say, you know, what's in this can? What, you know, how does this product stay so long with a shelf life of six months or a year on it? What should an RD be telling that shopper? They should be telling the shopper that that's a really helpful choice and um, that there are no preservatives typically in, in canned food. The canning process itself, uh, which is cooking under pressure, um, eliminates the need for, for preservatives and really does uh, provide food with a very long shelf life and retain the quality for a very long time in, in the package. So the can and the process really provides that to the consumer without anything artificial needed in that. That's, that's really the, the process, the can and the food and the heating process. 
Well, David, I could talk to you for hours. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today on Lost in the Supermarket. And I know your insights and your smarts have really helped all the retail dietitians understand more about food packaging. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you.